0: This is where we talk about movies, shows, games, and whatever we want. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and wherever else you get uh, the podcast that you're listening to right now. I am joined by my good friend, Chris, and I'm John, and we're your co-hosts for the day. How you doing, Chris?
1: Doing pretty good. Excited for today. Talk about some fun DC stuff, and uh, fuck YouTube. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. We just haven't uploaded there for a while, if anybody's wondering, so we're just going to stop uploading there plus youtube is being really mean to its creators by just flagging stuff that is old videos and it's commentary it's not offensive and just just youtube is a weird wild wild west but also hyper regulated i don't i don't know how to explain it except that it's it's lawless but regulated much like a much like a teddy roosevelt with a big stick
0: (laughs) speak loudly and also carry a big stick that's youtube (laughs) all right so we've got the highlights from the dc fandom that happened a couple weeks ago we're just going to kind of hit the big beats uh kind of get our general thoughts on this and push through and have some pretty interesting stuff to talk about so chris right off the bat i want to start with the suicide squad cast and clips uh what are your general thoughts on how this movie's looking now that we finally have like a, a like a official look of the film
1: with what we've seen from DC Fandom which just general as an event was pretty amazing given the quarantine and this is a highlight of how that's done you have an excessive cast that's on these zoom calls and it was handled pretty gracefully given the conditions everything's green screen in the background and you have these fake videos put up you know of people that they're projecting you know just the way they got the cast together Really great. I like so far what I've seen with the film with all the background stuff. James Gunn is really putting it together and even his thoughts on the movie is this is the best cast that he's worked with. I don't know if that's shade at Disney or not. Sure sounds like it, even though his cast generally love him as a director. They think he's great. I mean Dave batista fought for him really hard. I'm given that fact, I'm really excited to see what comes out of this. I think Suicide Squad might be a might be a major franchise for dc but i, I again on speculative we'll have to see when the product comes out or a trailer and they're not mixing their messaging this is going to be a weird film but funny exactly and i i definitely think that james gunn is just hyping
0: up his film and people already know him for these these big ensemble cast movies and so he's just kind of pushing that factor of it, just saying, like, this is the biggest film that I've ever done with the most amount of people. It's the craziest thing I've ever worked on, the most amount of CGI. Um, like, he knows what his fans like, and I think he's just kind of pushing uh, the big the big, uh, pieces for them that they he knows that the people are looking for. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm super amped up about this film. I It sucks that we have to wait even longer now that we have like this behind-the-scenes look into it all and the making of it. People already speculating about who the real villain actually is, and um, I, it's it's just a it's just looks like a fun movie. I don't know, man. Like, it, I know that's a really basic thought, but I just I'm glad James Gunn is like able to just be in his prime. He's able to do his thing. Uh, it doesn't really feel like there's a lot of studio notes involved in this movie, at least from what we've seen so far. Um, <laughs> so I I am just excited to see all out James Gunn.
1: Yeah, I I think you hit on a good point that, yeah, it's fun, and I think think if I could speak for you, I think you mean by, like, I can go to the theater, sit down, turn my brain off, watch this movie, and walk out with a a, a smile on my face, you know, not really like, oh my gosh, super excited, I'm going to kick down a door and throw polka dots at people, but I'm going to... I'm going to be you know I'm going to have enjoyed myself and then I think that's a big issue with the first suicide squad where you're like but if the helicopter is hit by this rocket it doesn't make sense and why are they acting that way like this is a movie that probably is gonna be gonna be dumb better prov- better produced better story overall just better quality but still hold that kind of that fun factor but also not serious I, I-, I totally think I know where you're going with this just give me a a bowl of popcorn, throw me in the theater. It's going to be great. Exactly. I think, I think that's a great way to
0: describe it. Um, so the next, uh, big reveal that they had was that we got to see in action, Cheetah and Wonder Woman 1984. Um, so this is the first time that we've actually seen like not a, um, like a mock-up or a, um, uh, like a, uh, oh my gosh, what is the word? Um, Uh, like fan art or anything else like that you mean Uh, um concept art concept art. oh my god my brain was broken i can read your mind the thought of the first suicide suicide squad movie broke my brain um (laughs) (laughs) so what what do you think about how the cheetah looks do you think that it looks like like do you think that people are just burned by the cats movie and that type of like human animal cg or do you think that this is is going to be redemptive for that
1: well uh you we're comparing apples and oranges here it's about the uncanny valley and your focus for the whole movie and cats is the cats so if the cgi looks weird if anything is weird about it it's not going to be good Now i will say with the cheetah costume what we saw in the trailer or uh, the the different trailer that we got the cgi for the suit is is pretty bad but it didn't look bad enough to where I'm very angry with it or I'm very concerned. I'm not concerned. They did. They had her in the full outfit, the full cheetah uh, transformation, it in a night scene, so the CGI doesn't look as bad. I get why they did it. I, we're not. I don't think we're gonna get a daytime cheetah looking version. And just because for some reason DC hasn't nailed CGI the way that Marvel has, and who knows why animators budget whatever the case am i upset by this no you know this isn't what breaks the bank for me and people people joke about the peter cushing animation for rogue one and the way he looked and it really didn't ruin it for me personally i know other people are going to get upset with the cheetah costume but for me it's not a deal breaker i thought the trailer was great i thought the the better transformation of cheetah was a nice thing we haven't seen yet. So overall, I'm walking away this trailer with the win for Wonder Woman because anything Patty Jenkins touches, that director, is phenomenal. Easily the spotlight of the DC EU or the heck that trash fires.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. You know, the more I think about it, the more I realize that there are just some characters that I think are really just meant to be animated or on the comic book page. I think when you when you deal with a character like Cheetah, and the fact that it's this human animal hybrid type of thing, uh, visually, I I just don't know that we're at the place technologically to where we can pull off that look, to where it's not too far into the uncanny valley, and it's it's it just I I think for right now we're not at that place yet, and I think I think you're right. I think it looks good for what it is. Um, I hope that people don't walk into the theater with some PTSD about the idea of that cats movie. Um, just the timing of it all is just very odd. There's no Uh, way. No, but I, I, I think that Kristen Wiig is going, looks like she's doing a great job with this. I think the film as a whole is going to be great. So I think if, if the imagery and just the cgi or like the look of the character is a little bit off i think that fans will be forgiving enough uh to kind of let it slide and and just see the film for what it is which i hope uh
1: is just a great film overall do you think that if marvel was producing this the cgi would be better or do you think it's just weird the the suit itself
0: no i i think it's the character itself and um i mean like they were able to pull off rocket raccoon because of how cartoonish that character already is and that it's not human like at all other than the way it walks. Um but when you get into a character like Cheeto that has a more human face, um there's just that weird hybrid of of animal and human that I I don't think that artistically we've been able to pull off yet in live action. Um, Because I think we can nail CGI animals as a as a industry really, really well. I think we can even nail CGI humans fairly decently to where it's pretty believable. Um, But I I think when you try and merge the two, there's just, you're trying to strike that weird balance of you want to see the actor's face and you want to recognize who it is, but you also want to have that like raw, um, like unruly animalistic nature come through. And it's just, it's a weird balance to find that I think when you're in animation and more like cartoons, I think it's a lot easier to pull off because you know it's not real. But when you're trying to make something real that we have no visual reference for, it's hard um, to say this is right. Like, this is what it's supposed to be when we don't know what it actually should look like.
1: Hmm. Uh, I think Marvel would get it better. Look, they made they made <laughs> Thanos a grimace looking thing, have a human face and it work. It's humanoid, whatever. And he's giant and purple. but He got a big head, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like Marvel would nail it. Remember, Rocket Raccoon in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. That's 2014, John. It's 2020. When is DC gonna get their shit together? That's just that's where I'll leave it for my argument. Me, that's fair. And I see I see your point. You do have a fair point of like there is still so much left, but I don't know. Uh, if if they can, I although now that I'm thinking about it, you do have a point because people saw Lion King and they're like this isn't the same thing. This is weird. These animals are really serious. (laughs) Like if they had human faces, it might've been a little bit better, but then it would have been a horrifying, like the thing kind of recreation. It's just been oh, ugly.
0: Exactly. And like with, with that movie and just real quick, like those animals were so used to them being more expressive. And when you have a lion with like regular lion muscles in its face, trying to sing, um, Hakuna Matata, and it's not really moving its mouth or its face that much. It's just weird. And it's not <laughs> that expressive, fun Disney that we're used to. It, it the the voice and the and the visuals just don't line up at all. Mm. Well said. Um, well said. But let's go ahead and do a double whammy. Let's knock out both games that were announced. All right, bring this, it. Uh, this bring month. it. Bat <laughs> Batman Gotham Knights and Suicide suicide squad kill the justice League mm-hmm. what are your thoughts which one do you think is better which one do you think
1: kind of took the um, took uh, the fandom by storm here well number one Gotham Knight showed us way more obviously it's farther down the line as in the form of production it is more game ready than we could say for the suicide squad kill the justice League because that was more of a trailer a teaser trailer at that you know we don't know if that's really strong in-game footage we didn't get to see gameplay so that version the Suicide Squad game not really that far along not too excited about it but you know we get excited for the storyline at least that's the more revealing thing a storyline Gotham Knights looks really good from my perspective we're bringing back co-op gaming oh my gosh that thing like several years ago co-op games such a dead thing no one plays co-op and no one plays single player everyone wants to play online guess what that's not the case people love playing but by themselves that sounds weird but in the context of video games it's true people love playing single player games and people miss co-op gameplay and this is a good example of that and i found the graphics were really good it did seem pretty fluid despite like all the crazy cgi that was going all the rendering of the giant world i was Thoroughly impressed. I think the story for Gotham Knights is more compelling in the Batman universe than what we're going to get with Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. So that I'm excited for. We get to see the what is it's the Council of of Owls? No, Court of Court of Owls. Yes, the the Court of Owls, and seeing them get that justice. justice seeing them get the justice in a in a in a different medium besides the comic books or whatever this is going to be very good for a franchise and video game storytelling john what are your thoughts i think i think you're
0: right i think the gameplay from
1: gotham knights
0: definitely uh took the win in that regard just kind of getting to see what the game itself was going to be like um and how you can just switch between the characters um, how they all have their strengths and weaknesses uh and their own unique abilities. I think it it shows and really accentuates like the fact that the the Bat Family, all of those characters, really just are strong individual characters, and they don't need Batman to stand up on their own. Um, I, I will say that the gameplay in uh, the Suicide Squad game, I, I'm fairly certain, is going to be pretty similar uh, mechanic wise because it's part of the it's part of the Batman Arkham universe, um, mm. game universe. And so I don't think that they're going to stray too far from how that game felt and looked if it's going to be a part of the same world. Um, but I, th- I think the ability to switch between all four characters in a single uh, game uh, is really interesting. And that I, I think that the fact that they were able to, to announce two different games and have them feel uh, so differently... Uh, was a was a win for that in that in that regard just because there's there's certain types of gameplay that you can have in Gotham Knights that are unique to that game and there are things about the uh, the Suicide Squad game that are unique to that that are they don't feel like an identical game Um, and I think it's enough to get fans excited about both without feeling like one overshadowed the other
1: Yeah, you you got a good point. I don't know. For for me as a gamer, I'm more excited for I'm definitely more excited for Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad, but that's just my take. I I do agree that like what we get from the Arkham games and that universe, if they integrate it with the Suicide Squad and how that is going to shape in the future, if they do a stand up job, that game will probably be better.
0: Yeah. I mean and and granted that's gonna be two years from now, uh, so they've got plenty of time to finish it up and and put out more trailers and give us like what the gameplay is going to look like. Um, so as long as it doesn't feel like cartoonish, which I think with the way that they have the suicide squad in the, in the game and in the, in the universe they've developed, I think it's, it can go that route somewhat. Um, but I think as long as it's, it's grounded and it's fun um, I think we'll be fine. Um, I'm, I'm more excited about the idea of like, using all like utilizing the strength of all four characters um at once whereas like with any other game or a lot of other games you you have to focus on beating a level with one type of character and then maybe you can switch things around after you get past a certain point but being able to utilize all four it tells me i think at least that there's going to be um uh like bosses or events in the game that require you to switch between all four. And so you're gonna to have to learn how to utilize all of the characters equally in order to advance in the game well enough, um, which is something that I don't think enough games do. So in that regard, I think that kind of sets itself apart from a lot of other games out there and makes itself unique. And it, I'm curious to see how that mechanic of it is going to go and, it, and if the switch feels um, natural uh or if you're going to it's it, maybe if it's gonna be like jarring like the character just uh like appears right where you're at and you don't like switch around the map to where the other characters are um there's just a lot of things i think i'm curious to see how they work out um but i'm excited i'm excited for both of these i think they look like fun games yeah um but we don't have time chris we gotta move on oh we're gonna move on uh, we got the quick gonna, show going on <laughs> so snyder cut oh god we, finally get a look at what Zack Snyder has yeah. been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I know how you feel because I know how how we've talked about this plenty of times in the past. I I will say right off the bat before I'm are you going to let you say anything. I think for DC to pump what 25-30 million dollars into a film um, without directly saying that this is where like this is the new direction that they're kind of pushing their universe in, um, I think sounds like a gamble, but I think with the understanding of they are producing this, this film on their primary streaming service um, to introduce fans to concepts that were originally going to be in the film, um, which set up the future of their universe, like their uh, film universe. I think, I think that this is the first step in the rest of the films they have planned, I think that with them, um, it looks like they're they're introducing the Speed Force, the ability for Barry to time travel, um, they're setting up uh, the potential for the multiverse in the next Flash movie. Uh, I think that this is going to be a very important film in how the rest of the DC multiverse looks, and I I I don't know. I I think that it could be a very good first step, um, but overall.
1: How do you feel like the trailer went? <sighs> so I know I, I know what you're thinking. That I'm just gonna come out swinging out and just dunk on this movie. I will give it the credit. Now it looks better. Absolutely, absolutely looks better. Cannot complain about that. Now, my thing here is that it's gonna be broken up into four parts, so it's not a movie anymore. It's now a four part miniseries. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a little weird with the way it's told. But when I watched that trailer, I can't get past it, John. That Hallelujah rendition was terrible. It was. <laughs> I like the song choice. The song choice is genius. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's so great. But I felt like in that rendition that Zack Snyder chose, he had he had it he was 50 50 he got the song right the version was terrible it almost felt like he went to warner brothers he's like i got a great idea for the trailer you're gonna love it warner brothers is like okay cool and then that same exec who was exec executive who's ruined all of the dc like come together movies came out and he's like hold on all right, what song are you suggesting he's like hallelujah zach snyder's like really happy he's like great I think it's a genius idea. We agree. And then that executive says, my son has a recording studio in the garage and he's been working really hard. I think he can do a rendition of Hallelujah, Zach. I think it's going to come out great. No complaints. You're going to love it. It is a terrible rendition. And I, I just can't get over the fact that they chose that. It's great song choice. Terrible version. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, you know, with that. John, Do you do you agree?
0: so this is the thing so since that trailer was released we've we've seen a lot of new information about it people have broken down the trailer and the thing themes about it um have you ever heard the original
1: leonard cohen's uh, hallelujah before i i have you heard the original like have you heard the original versions to a lot of songs that get stolen by people they make it better well, I have, I have not. So I've not. Basically, I have not heard the original version, but I feel like I'm about to get rebutted so hard. Yeah.
0: So th- this is Leonard Cohen's original "Hallelujah." Mm-hmm. This is how he sings it. Um, it's that slow, gravelly, uh, just like trudging through the lyrics. Um, this is, I mean, this is what it's supposed to be. It's not the like the Shrek version. It's not this like hyped up, happy kind of song. Leonard Cohen wrote it to be um, like a like a dark, poetic kind of song, mm. um, and so it it's subversive because fans aren't used Careful to it. Careful with that word. To... <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, PTSD here. It's it's not what people are used to hearing. So they thought that it was a cover, and they thought that um, it's it's not a good version of it. But this is what it should be, and so. I almost think that by him using the original version of that song, he's saying, This is this is the original Justice
1: League, this is what it's supposed to be, but you're just not used to it. Okay, John. Can you explain that to the millions of people who don't care about the DC, don't know that this is a re-release movie made by Zack Snyder. Can you explain the marketing to those people who aren't DC super fans and see if they understand it? Just just not know, not to criticize you, but that's my point, is like I understand who you're playing to in your base, but <laughs> if only your base gets it. And you know, the, we're, we're talking about Warner brothers and AT&T looking for dollar signs. And Zack Snyder's like, look, I put like this really great Easter egg in there. We're doing the original version. And then they, they're like, okay, Sally off the side of the, off the side of the road. And they're like, Hey, can you watch this trailer? And she's like, why is the music off? And they're going to look at Zack and Zack's like, well, she's not a DC fan come on come on you know it doesn't it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense to me from a marketing standpoint i understand you're playing to your base like it's the original version even people and like you said even people who are dc fan people are like i don't know about this trailer and then like with the music and then he's like no it's supposed to be the original version watch this trailer breakdown they're like oh it's so much better now it's the general audience member gonna give a shit I don't think so. And I am one of the people. I do not care. It's a terrible, terrible version, even if it's the original. Guess what? There are plenty of things like that. I think I Heard It Through the Grapevine by CCR is better than the original I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Guess what? I'm not taking home a Nobel Peace Prize. I'm just telling you that. That's... And yeah that's no no, go ahead go ahead i I i'm i'm in the wrong my liege. you are the dc (laughs) fan here and i am the simpleton i will say that this movie is not for me and i'm okay with that i'm okay with that but i'm here to give you my opinion i think it's gonna be a dumb i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a better shit sandwich i just think it's gonna be a better shit sandwich i'm sorry (laughs) that's my opinion i might be stupid about it but there you go Take it with what you wish, John. Please, my leash, continue.
0: Oh, well, thank you.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, I I think that
0: when, when you have a movie like the Justice League that wasn't able to stay true to the original director's vision that had been setting up movies for years before this, I think it's going to feel very disjointed when you have another director step in and the studio really took over. Um, there's just a lot of cooks in the kitchen for this film, and so for for them to go back and say, "Nope, you finished this with your original vision, how you wanted to do it," I think it can only go up from what we got. And I'm not saying it's going to be the best film that we've ever seen, or it's going to be drastically different, but I think I think the vision that we will get from Zack Snyder will be more clear and direct from than what we got with um, the original, or well, than we've got with the released Justice mm. League. Um, and really that's, that's what I'm looking for. Like, it just felt very disjointed between his, his writing and his, uh, action sequences and then Joss Whedon's, uh, writing, uh, writing and comedic take. And it, it always felt like there were just these two pieces of clay meshed together that never really became one. Um, and so for them to go back and say, nope, we're going to do it right this time. Um, I think I don't think that they're making this to have non-fans buy into the DC Universe. I think this is healing the relationship with the fans that have already been out there. And it's, it's an opportunity for them to introduce ideas and concepts that they want to pay off f- um, uh, down the road in future films. Um, I, I think this is going to make the Flash movie better. Um, Just with with the things that it's able to set up and the concepts that we we got teased in the Justice League with him traveling back in time to warn Bruce about uh, Superman turning bad and you need to save Lois. She's the key to all this. And then that was it. That was the whole sequence. We never had a mention of that again. Um, I just I think this is a good opportunity to at least lay the groundwork for better movies in the future. And if that's all this is, if this is just a foundation um, that's slightly more solid than what we've gotten already, I'm okay with that. It just it's going to be about context, and um, I think when you when you look, like, let's take Marvel films. When you look at the original Avengers movie when that came out, like it was a good movie and people enjoyed it, but now seeing it in the context of Endgame it had this whole new light because you got to see the events play out from a slightly different perspective and they were given new meaning. And so when you have context, it gives it, a, it gives you a better understanding of what the movie is. So if this gives us context for the future of the DC films, I will be happy with that.
1: What do you think about the four parts uh, decision?
0: I think it's fine. As long as like they if they, they okay, they've, they're going into it knowing that it's going to be four parts. They're going to cut it in a way that makes sense for that Format if it was uh, If it was like a four hour long movie That was cut for um, Like a TV miniseries Like say the say like this was back In the 90s like with the original Like it movie um, or the the Sequel how, whatever it was for the TV um, I and they no just idea. Cut it up that's fine don't worry about it, this Isn't for you um, <laughs> it isn't
1: for me You're right this movie's gonna <laughs> Suck
0: But when you have, uh, when you just have a long amount of content that's just chopped up for like commercial breaks, it doesn't make sense. But when you go in knowing this is where the breaths need to be, then I I think it'll be fine. I think it's an opportunity for them to tell a larger story with more natural pauses in between that's more digestible. So as far as the format goes, I'm totally fine with that. I don't think that's gonna be a problem at all.
1: Hmm... No. Plus,
0: you see all these um, these Marvel miniseries coming out on Disney Plus that have been announced. And that's basically what those are, is one long form version of the content broken up into a miniseries. Yeah, John,
1: but that's Marvel. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> so that, and, and that's better? my only rebuttal that I know. It's like, yeah, but that's Marvel. If if that's Marvel fair. said that's- like, hey, just let so you know, we're announcing a brand new reality TV show about The Marvel superheroes. People would look at each other and be like, that sounds really dumb and weird. But because Marvel's doing it, it's probably not going to be that bad. And guess what? It isn't going to be that bad. I'm just kidding. Their television shows are terrible. (laughs) Come at me. I did not watch (laughs) Jessica Jones. I know you watch like a lot of those television shows. But none of them got me interested in like going to watch them. And like how they play in part to the main MCU did not interest me either if you said that thor was getting his own television show i'd be like oh okay dope i'm into it and i would probably watch it but iron fist like who who are these people like come on agents of shield yeah that was their most what was do you think that's their most successful one
0: no i think daredevil was the most successful one.
1: Oh yeah you're right daredevil yeah, yeah i think uh. agents
0: of Sh- uh, that's okay never mind that's a whole other discussion it's a whole other discussion, isn't it? It is. Speaking of whole other discussions, the Batman trailer. Ah, yes. The good stuff.
1: The, yes, finally. Let's get out of the shit part of the sandwich and get to the nice bread. <laughs> That'll get ruined by the inner part of the sandwich.
0: That's fine. So, oh man, just just give me your thoughts. The Batman, What what do you think? Where do you see this going? Do you think this is going to be better... Than Ben Affleck's Batman, or do you think it's gonna be better than the Nolan Batman verse?
1: Ooh, so that one's tough. I definitely think this one has the potential to be better than critically. Critically, I'm talking here. Critically, I think this one has the potential to be better than the 1989 Batman, all of those before Nolan. Do I think it could be critically better than Nolan? I think it'd be up to par for sure because Matt Reeves is taking this more in the detective route mm-hmm. and they nailed the suit like with the with the makeup on for Robert Pattinson when he's got like the, the when he's got the cowl on him and he's got makeup on his eyes and you just see his eyes and not like the white around it oh it looks so good that suit looks great even and I know some people complain about the boots not being like really great like they look like work boots i'm like i'm fine with that this is year two of him being the batman come on i know he's a billionaire but we're gonna have some prototypes people just chill the fuck out exactly Uh, exactly so along with that i i was very pleased once again with the music choice here this music choice was good unlike the shit sandwich the music here was excellent i liked the transition of the Batman logo. Like you could see the cowl on the second A. I thought that was really cool. Having Gotham in the background and it coming together. The 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 Batmobile itself being a muscle car. At least that's the way I took it. I think people said other things, but I thought of it like a muscle car with a gen engine on the back. I was like, that's cool. That's a that's something a little bit more my style. This is more I I get the I get the idea that this is grounded in a reality that is slightly twisted to Gotham. It reminds me a lot of the Joker, like that style of universe uh, that is not overly cartoony, but it's not entirely reality. It lives in a it lives in a reality that is believable.
0: Does that make sense? hundred percent. No, you're right. It's got that one foot in the world that we understand, like the rules and the laws of the physics that we mm-hmm. understand. But then also it's got that comic book element of these are characters that could exist in the real world, but are like, just could not be here in our world. Um, oh, yeah. but it, yeah, you're right. Like, um, it's a very raw, it's a Batman that's a learning Um, I, you know, when I first looked at the trailer, it seemed like he had this like rapport with the, um, the Gotham PD when he was walking into the room, but the more I look at it and the more that I read about it, um, they're on edge when they're around him, like they don't trust him. And so for him to be on a crime scene, he's earning their respect. He's, he's working their way into the trust of, of the citizens of the PD, um, of everyone. And so it's, it's going to be about him kind of already starting two steps behind where everybody else needs him to be um and he's got to he's got to work for it and he's got to earn earn their respect and their trust which i think we're going to see a lot of on screen and it it gives me a lot of seven vibes in that um kind of like gritty uh like serial killer type of world and man that that got me excited like that felt like the next natural step in the Nolan Batman's uh, universe of we have these different characters now we're going to go even darker and there's somebody that's really going to test Batman for for who he is at the core Um, and I I think we might start seeing the court of owls in this I think maybe they're going to be the overarching villain Um, we've seen a lot of there's a lot of like little hints in there about it and I've seen a theory online that I Mm -hmm. really like Um, I don't want to get into it too much for right now until we get some more details. Um, but just the idea of there's a bigger villain out there that maybe the Riddler is trying to open Batman's eyes to is a cool concept. Um, and we'll talk about that later in, and I got to get my thoughts more together on that before I, we talk about it on here. Um, but there, man, just the world that they set up, the, the characters, the, um, the, yeah, like the grittiness of Batman's armor of the of the Batmobile of of just everything about the character Uh, it's just man it just feels right it just feels good
1: uh yeah I think you touched on it what you said just there it feels right this feels right as an adult looking in like this it's not like when we were younger and we saw you know Batman Begins we're like oh cool Batman movie I'm gonna go see it it's like no here's a Batman movie but yeah, as an adult you see it as like when we watch The Joker where you're like it feels artsy but also not. It it, it looks very good. And hopefully hopefully we are not deceived on this cuz it was a great it's a great trailer and I think that John I'm totally wrong about what's his name? Paul Dano. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wrong. He he it seems like he's going to be great. I'm oh excited. man, just
0: just the voice. I mean, like, I I know I remember the feeling when I first heard Heath Ledger's Joker's voice, and just feeling like, man, any doubts that I might have had just were completely washed away. I, I think you're right too. Like, I was unsure about how he was going to do, and I and I knew you were a lot more skeptical skeptical about him as a villain to begin with. Yeah. But man, just the voice when you hear it over the trailer, oh man! Like he, if if we only ever hear his voice and we never actually see his face, I'll be fine with that.
1: Yeah, totally. I uh, I am very excited for him as a villain as well.
0: Yes. Do you How how campy do you think they might get with this, uh, with the Riddler?
1: Hmm. Well, it's definitely not going to be Jim Carrey's Riddler. No, no. I don't think so at all. And I know a lot of people, I haven't looked at the photos yet, but people are talking about what Colin Farrell looks like. And the report is that when Colin Farrell was on set, like, I guess, Barbara Pattinson or the Riddler were like, holy shit that's that's colin farrell like they couldn't recognize him at all like they had no idea i don't know how true that is i don't know if i'm screwing up that story but i think i think i'm really excited to see how they transform these actors into being more believable and that really takes number one great actors but number two great direction so yeah for me with the riddler being more campy I, i i don't I don't think they're going to take that route. I think this is, I think, I think they should keep up with the dark and grittiness, but you know, you could get it a little bit campy. Like his riddles can be campy, but the consequences have to be real. You know what I mean? They have to be painful. You know? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mind if the riddle and if the riddle is easy. I just want the, the consequence of a normal simpleton answering it, not Batman, but some normal person, like something serious happens. To them, that's that that would be what I would predict is ha- going to happen in this movie. I I see a lot of parallels
0: between um, when we got Jack Nicholson's Joker to when we got Heath Ledger's Joker, to where when we got Jim Carrey's uh, Riddler to now Paul Dano's Riddler. Um, I I, th- I think uh, I see a lot of similar parallels between the two jumps, um, and that they're very different types of villains, and. And this is just like a—it's a really psychotic way to like test Batman's mental uh, dexterity as well as his physical with the rest of the villains and the the criminals they have to fight. Um, so yeah, it, I think this this villain plays perfectly into the whole detective uh, genre that they're trying to introduce with this. Um, because I mean, what he what does he do? He solves crimes. He solves things. He solves riddles. He's supposed to. Um, I mean, he's supposed to be the world's greatest detective. And I think having a villain like the Riddler that's grounded like this uh, just lends itself naturally to that. And I love I love the world building that they've already even just talked about doing with the prequel Gotham PD uh, HBO series that they've announced that they're going to put out, uh, that it's set in the same world. Matt Reeves is still, I think, producing, if not directing it, um, that that's set in year one of Batman so the, we're getting context, which is what we've talked about before, of we're getting year two Batman now, and now we're going to take a step back and take a much deeper dive into how the Gotham Police Department works and the like, the corruption in it and the characters in it, and we're going to see how it all leads to the moment that we see here in the Batman movie, which is just really exciting for me.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I, I Both of us are excited, and that's... Usually doesn't happen with DC movies unless it's produced by Patty Jenkins or uh, someone who's not Zack Snyder. U- usually <laughs> we have different opinions.
0: Yeah. So after all of these DC properties, I mean, how, how do you think that this compares to where Marvel's at right now? Cause they're taking much more of a hiatus. Uh, we've got the black widow. We've got, uh, we've got um, Scarlet Witch series coming out, but with where Marvel left off and where we
1: where we see them going right now, how do you think DC compares to that? Uh, I mean, comparing DC to Marvel is a thing we always do, but they really are different. It's not apples and apples; it's apples and oranges. Even so, you can make the argument it's it's chicken and oranges. Like they're not even in the same food group, because what DC has done so far and not talking from the critical reception is that they've kind of kept it a little bit scattered uh, and compared to the normal, con- normal chronological order or tried to do chronological order or the phases plan that Marvel has done. And I think that makes DC unique. It makes it kind of like a comic book where it's like, oh, here's issue one, here's issue two, here's issue three and here's the storyline arc here here's the storyline arc there. And you have different universes. I think that's a thing that DC could definitely play off but as far as where Marvel is now com- like is DC near it or is is the Marvel hiatus gonna hurt them and all of those questions it, it really depends on I'm gonna say it really depends on the reception of the Snyder Cut because the Snyder Cut is being made is it seems like it's trying to appeal to a wider audience but I think it's gonna epically fail to do that I think the marketing that they're trying to push for is is just not going to work i think if you go from the matt reeves batman and use that as your start point kind of like how iron man was the start point for the marvel movies that cinematic universe not the spider-man the sam raimi's none of that and people would argue that hulk is is also not part of that except for the one they say is in the universe but not really whatever Mm -hmm. it is what it is i think that for dc if they keep on the path they are and doing the scattered thing they need to work on it but they're close if they if they intend to continue their universe from where it is with like doing the Zack snyder cut the snyder cut and using that as the full fo- as the foundation as you said oh i think it's gonna epically fail because that foundation like you said people enjoyed avengers Guess what? People didn't enjoy the Justice League movie, and I know it's a monster movie. Too many chefs in the in the kitchen. Blah, blah 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 blah. We get that, but this movie is not marketed to a wide audience. A wide audience, people who know nothing about movies or any of the pop culture, could go see Avengers and be like, "There is so much to that I don't understand, but it was cool to see things get smashed." If I take that same person to a DC movie, it's not going to work. I think the best option right now for DC is to push off from the Matt Reeves movie and try and make a universe around that starting fresh from scratch or keep the discombobulated, like disjointedness of their other properties that have nothing to do with the justice league.
0: See, and that's interesting because the timing of when the justice league movie comes out compared to the rest of their properties um, we've got Wonder Woman 1984 coming out in October of this year uh, in 2020, and then we've got The Suicide Squad coming out August of next year, 2021, uh, and then the Snyder Cut lands early October of 2021. It's not even going to be early spring or, or uh, summer like we thought it would be, and then the Batman comes out a few weeks after the Snyder Cut gets released in October, late October of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um They've got Black Adam, uh, December 22nd, 2021, and it goes on from there. So the Snyder Cut's going to land directly in the middle of all these new DC properties that we're excited about. So in your eyes, it sounds like they're going to have a lot of good momentum with Wonder Woman, with the Suicide Squad, and then the Snyder Cut's just going to be something that happens to exist on HBO that you're probably not going to watch or even really pay attention to.
1: Yeah, I mean for me personally it's just unless like i hear from people who aren't hypnotized by the snyder the snyder charm if i hear if i see that like it actually is pretty decent it's pretty cool and i think it's the same flavor of guardians of the galaxy when that movie trailer came out people like this looks weird when i saw that trailer i was like i'm on board immediately i knew instantly like this is gonna be a dope movie they got the music and that's what sold me. If you have good music and you set it well with your universe, I'm hooked. And they hooked me, and people still say it's one of their favorite movies from the MCU, is Guardians of the Galaxy. I do not get that vibe with Snyder Cut, and, and that's where I'll leave it at. It's If people who I don't expect to be super DC fans are like, hey, it's good, and you are very much objective. I will say that John, you are objective. You will tell me like you're going to hate this, you will tell me you're going to love this. I trust your opinion. If you watch and you tell me it was it was all right, I'm going to be like I'm not watching this.
0: Yeah. I and I think with people like that that have the same stands as you, it, it you're right. It has to knock it out of the park in order for you to buy back into it. And and I think the upside is for a movie like the Snyder cut um with it existing on HBO Max there's not really any kind of pressure for people that aren't subscribed to it to go out and pick it up just to go watch that that miniseries. Um, they can just focus on the rest of the of the movies. And there's not really any um, in-universe consequences. Like you're not missing out on any major pieces of information um, that maybe you couldn't even just read about from an article online. Um, like I don't like I think that it will introduce some cool concepts, but I don't think there's going to be anything that you have to see in this movie to understand the rest of the DC movies that are set up in the future. Um, I think it'll just be a fun payoff for maybe things that are introduced down the road. Um, so it's a, it's a unique opportunity for film, uh, like movie universes that have already existed where we haven't really had something like this happen before. There's not been a, a major director's cut like this that's been released in an already existing film franchise. Um, i mean like you have the uh the donner cut of um superman returns i believe it is uh, but that really didn't even gain gain traction f- until like decades after the fact is it, is not, so for it to be it's
1: superman what superman 3 or superman 2 one of those
0: oh i think it yeah, is superman, superman returns yeah, did, yeah,
1: yeah. The, the superman returns did not get a, did a, get a cut but i know what you're talking about
0: yeah yeah the richard donner cut so when you, this is like it's unprecedented as far as what this is, and and I think it's going to be interesting to, to see if if this redeems anything for fans, or if it just kind of it's its own little entity. It it did what the um what the DC execs at Warner Brothers wanted it to do, which is draw a few more people into HBO Max. Um, that's already it'll already have existed as a platform for what six or eight months up at that point. Um, it it's nothing if it if nothing else it's it's a experiment to kind of see how this could play out in the future. Um, so I don't know. Maybe if it gets really poor reception, that's it for director's cuts for DC or for Marvel. Um, maybe that's going to be it. Maybe this is the last thing we have we have to hear about it, and then we just kind of move on with our lives. But I think if it's I think if it's halfway decent, this will be the precedent that's set for any other future comic movies that we don't like that have any sort of like potential director's cut involved with it.
1: Mm. Oh, also I have your answer. I researched it. So Superman two is the one where it had a 1980 theatrical cut. And then the Donner cut came out in 2006. What the fuck? That's so (laughs) long ago. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's see, that's the thing. Like there, there was like this cult, following that pushed for it but it took decades for the studio to get to the point where they finally just released it and it was i will say that like that movie will be nowhere near what the snyder cut will be quality wise and just the obviously with like technology that we have with editing capabilities now it this will be a its own stand stand standalone type of movie um that I personally, I'm kind of curious to see if people see this as Canon compared to, uh, Joss Whedon's Snyder or, um, justice league. Um, I don't know. I don't know. This is, it's, it's unprecedented. It's a fun little experiment. Um, but I think of all of the, the, like the five major films that were announced or, um, had trailers debut. I think this is the big wild card, but I think the other four are very solid. Um, I'm really excited about them. And I,
1: I i don't know, man, like I think DC seems to have a bright future, question mark? No, I, so far, so far it has a bright future. We'll see what happens next year. Yes. So I don't know, man, like do you have any final thoughts about the DC
0: fandom announcements, about the properties that we saw, uh, anything we've talked about so far?
1: I touched on it a little bit, but overall I thought this was a great event. This is probably one of the better... Uh, franchise fan events that have come out in a very long time. I'm willing to say that better than the star Wars week, whatever that is. I think this knocked it out of the park. I think this was better than, you know, the Marvel stuff they do because with Marvel, it's just like, you know, it's just like they do it every few years. Not like every year they're like, Oh, Hey, this is what we're working on for the next like four years. Uh, And then they drop it. This while it's similar, this was out of nowhere, you know, our expectations were all over the place. And I think we came out on top. I think Warner brothers, at and what HBO, whatever that conglomerate is deserve a pat on the back. This was really well done. And this should get people excited for what's next, except for Snyder cut.
0: hundred <laughs> percent. I think you, I think you hit it on the head. it, it did its job. It got people excited. They had all of these major films and, and games and franchises announced. And I I don't think there was really a single misstep. I think even for the Snyder Cut, it, it teased enough for the fans of it that it got them excited. And they're very loud on the internet. <laughs> so they had a very large voice. John, you are very loud. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I don't know, man. I... I think um, I am cautiously optimistic about the future of DC and that they have some great property in the works. They have great creators and directors at the helm of these things that are kind of giving me hope that they finally have a grasp on how the franchise should work, um, what directions they need to go in and how they need to trust their creators to do their jobs and let them be like, let them be directors let them be writers let them be the masters of the the world that they're trying to build and not the people in uh in a conference room sitting around talking about what is going to make the most money um this it felt like an event for the fans uh, yes. and it it was a good payoff that i think um i hope to see uh, their success down the road
1: yeah It'd be cool if we get a Star Wars event like this. But, you know, all the actors in the sequels hate Disney as they should. <laughs> we'll yeah. get to that another time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So next time uh, you've got a really cool story I'm excited about. Uh, we'll have some really good discussion on that. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for following along with all this. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.